Welcome, friends, to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and I have some exciting news to share with all of you. My first book, Embolden, will be releasing on April 24th and is now available for presale at barnesandnoble.com and Amazon. My Emboldened book kind of encapsulates the message we're promoting here on the Life on Purpose podcast this year by using our experiences as an opportunity to either be emboldened or to embolden others. I co-wrote this book with my oldest daughter, Blair, and our hope was that women could find the strength and courage to do that after reading this encouragement journal. And as we keep moving ahead in 2021, I want to remind you that it is only with intention that we make things happen in our life. And with that, I'm happy to keep sharing incredible women with you and what they are doing to embolden their lives and those around them. As always, I hope you find these conversations inspiring and encouraging to know that no matter what your age or circumstance, you have the power and choice to make a difference and to be emboldened. To learn more about how to get a copy of Emboldened, just visit my website at amydebrick.com and get all the latest news and information there. I hope you enjoy these stories and I look forward to talking to you soon. Well, good morning and welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. This morning, I am welcoming Perry Glanzer. And Perry is a professor and educational foundations at Baylor University, a resident scholar with Baylor Institute for Studies of Religion, in addition to being an author. So welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be on your program. Oh, it's great to have you here. I really just kind of want to dive right in because I think this topic is so timely and your new book, um, I just think is such an asset for young adults. Um, having three young adults right now in the household, I really appreciate it as a parent. <laughs> yeah, well, I have I have two young adults myself, a sophomore in college and a, a junior in high school. Hmm. And so they're helpful. In fact, uh, my, my uh, oldest son has read it and it's nice when your oldest son actually wants to read one of your books and <laughs> he said he liked it. So oh. I, I felt like that was encouraging. Yeah, definitely encouraging. Gosh, that's an endorsement right there. Yes. I love that. Well, so I want to um, I want to talk about your new book is called Identity in Action. We hear a lot about one's identity. And I know that you even say colleges today are filled with talk about identity and identity politics, especially with this last election. There was a lot of that going on. Um, but you do say something different in this book and you shift the focus to the identity, the idea of identity excellence. So first and foremost, let's just talk about what exactly does that mean? Identity excellence. Yeah, that's a great question. It's a foundational, uh, key of the book. I mean, identity really is just, I'm talking about kind of any of those identities that we have of ourselves, whether it's just, you know, our individual identity or, um, you know, hey, I'm an American, I'm a Texan, I'm a male, I'm just going to use myself as an example, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a friend, I'm a, a parent, all those different identities. And I th think God calls us to excellence in all of those. And what we often don't realize is we have to think about what does it mean to be excellent in all those, and it takes something different in all those. But especially important for Christians is you have to start with a few foundational identities, especially when you go to college, because, you know, I can just give an example from my own life. You know, I was, I was played baseball and basketball. I kind of saw myself as an athlete. I was a valedictorian and I went off to college and all of a sudden I'm not an athlete. I'm actually pretty average and even didn't do too well my first semester. 
And all of a sudden, if your worth is not grounded in a real solid identity, and for me, it was just, you know, that I'm made in God's image and valuable, that I'm in Christ, um, I'm worthwhile. Um, I don't have to, it's not based on my achievements or um, other people getting the votes of all the new people. Um, yeah, it's really, you need that solid identity foundation before you can start in your journey to identity excellence. Mm, I love that. That is so true. Well, I read that your primary teaching interests pertain to moral education and the relationship between, between Christianity and education, um, which I believe the two marry together. It, there's, there's nothing like that. But how do you make that connection for students who struggle with faith or are unbelievers coming to that same um, conclusion of the, the really the relationship between the two? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I really one of the things that I really try and start with is issues of, you know, worth from where do you derive your worth and value? Um, because if you drive it from, you know, whether it's your fraternity and sorority, um, your club on campus or your, you know, how well you're achieving, there are going to be times where those things fall short. I mean, you don't get all the votes you want to be popular, all the likes or whatever. Sure. Um, or, you know, maybe the grades don't come through or even if you are excellent, for example, we have a Jared Butler on our basketball team here at Baylor. He, they just won the national championship. Mm -hmm. And what was wonderful is to see Jared's quote. It was one time during the season where he says, you know what? I mean, it was after a really good game. And he goes, you know, what really helped me is I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to worry about where my name is on the ESPN draft board. I'm not going to worry about what the commentators are saying. I'm just going to worry about who I am in Christ. Mm. And that's my identity, you know, and he went forth and played out of that sort of sense of I'm secure in that identity and that worth. Um, you know, and obviously he performed at a high level and it was excellent. Right. Um, but he needed that really solid foundation because otherwise it's just a roller coaster. And I think that's where I start with uh, those who aren't Christians is, right. um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to base your worth on something else, you're going to have some difficulties. And I love that you use the word security because I think that that is so true. You know, um, you have to have that security first because there's no guarantee with everything else. Like you said, I mean, everything is like this, you know, what's in today is out tomorrow. And that could be you, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, especially oh, yeah. for the group. Um, and so I love that if you just have that solid insecurity and foundation, because that never goes away. It doesn't matter. Like you said, if you win, you lose, if you get the grades, I mean, um, the love of Christ and, and having that deep inside you and knowing that is never going to change, that creates a sense of peace and worthiness in and of itself, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think, what we have to base our value and worth on. Um, you know, your grades are going to go up and down, or maybe you tweet the wrong thing and all of a sudden, you know, or you posted something sure. uh, that you really probably shouldn't have posted, which does happen. Right. And uh, boy, I mean, your world can be rattled um, in yeah. some tragic ways. Well, this year on the podcast, I'm talking about all things being emboldened. Um, and I had shared with you briefly, my daughter and I just released our first book. It's called Embolden. Um, but what is the main thing that you're hoping that identity and action could do to really embolden somebody else? Hmm, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, one of the things would be to realize that um, once if you have that secure worth, that can give you boldness to then 
seek to be as you seek to be excellence in those other identities you know an excellent student an excellent friend and also then you don't become you know especially if you're not worried about getting your worth from people you don't just please people you actually can engage in those deep rich friendships or even being a good like for me being a good parent it's like you know you know of course you always want your your kids to like you but um, sometimes you need to be bold and speak into their lives mm. in some truthful and honest ways and I think if you have that sort of secure sense of, okay, I am excellent before Christ. Um, and then you too learn that, hey, excellence requires courage. It requires certain virtues usually in different spheres. Um, that gives you boldness. And I feel like even, you know, it's helped me to think about in my academic career. Because to be honest, to be a Christian academic right now, I mean, there is a sense in which you feel like you really have to watch it, you know, if you're tweeting and all these things. But also, uh, I think God calls us to love what's good and true and to be bold with that. And I think if you have a secure foundation in your worth and value identity as an image bearer of God and in Christ, that makes a big difference. Well, I love that you kind of talk about, you know, being bold is almost more than scratching the surface. I think it's easy to exist and be a friend, but are you really being an excellent friend, right. being a neighbor, but are you really being a good neighbor and kind of almost having to reevaluate those things. So I really appreciated that you kind of put those in there because I think a lot of times, especially in just the regular busyness of life, we do kind of scratch the surface um, almost accidentally by just going through the motion, getting through each day and not really taking that bold step which is to dive a little bit deeper into those areas where excellence is built. So can you give an example kind of of that? I love that you, you have that you talk about, you know, being an excellent, you know, in citizenship and, or, you know, uh, male or female, it doesn't matter what the gender is, you know, your social identity, how you think about race. I mean, there's excellence in so many things, but you really do have to pause and make an intentional effort to make that happen. Yeah, I would say, I mean, and one example would be, I mean, I deal with college students all the time. And also I look at Christian higher education even too. And a lot of times they're really concerned with the rules, whether it's students or institutions. And I like to tell people, you know, rules are for beginners. It's like, you know, if a baseball, you know, a baseball player obeys all the rules of baseball, is he an excellent baseball player? No. Or I say the same thing, like a spouse. If I don't commit adultery, am I an excellent spouse? Mm. Or if I don't steal from my neighbor and I'm an excellent state neighbor, no. I mean, rules I tell them are for beginners. Mm. What you're talking about is the boldness to pursue excellence, which usually involves particular virtues. Like, am I loving sacrificially for my neighbor, for my wife um, or husband, or for uh, even my, you know, I, one of the things I talk about is being an excellent steward of your body. And one of the things, you know, college students obviously deal with is, you know, stewarding their body and, you know, obviously to things with food or alcohol. I mean, they're doing their diet on their own for first or with sexuality. And I go, you know what, just obeying certain rules, like don't, you know, say don't drink till you're 21 or something. That's not excellence. Right. And stewarding your body. I mean, excellence of stewarding your body is um, something more um, and requires some, you know, better virtues of self-control. Um of moderation, of avoiding the vices of gluttony, things like that. Mm. Now, is there a way that you would set them up to, in addition to just knowing their, their value and their worth, setting them up so they can seek out these deeper relationships, take that extra step, 
into, like you said, I love that. Those are the rules are for beginners. I'm going to have to write that down for my kids. That's such an awesome quote, <laughs> but it is so true. You know, you, you think, oh, well, you know, I didn't do that. So I I'm, I'm good or I'm doing good. Right. But really? You're not doing anything. Yeah. You're I mean, you're not, doing not doing certain things, you know what I mean? And so what, how can you set somebody up for maybe a first step? How would you recommend that they go forward in, in just picking up one thing? I think that's the other thing with this generation in, in general is that th there's that sense of overwhelm, like, well, yeah. I can't, I don't have time for all of that, especially at this age, you know, I, I'm too busy. I, I can't do this. Or I, you know, I can't do all of that, but really I always say it's just one brave step. So what would you encourage them to do to, to get started? Yeah, I think I try to point to the scriptures really and talk about how in the scriptures, particularly the epistles, what you see is the first half of most books like Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, um, you know, some of the other ones, there are no commands there. Mm -hmm. they're, they're all like Romans 1 through 11 is all about giving you the larger Christian story of what God's done for you. You know, Ephesians 1 through 3 is the same way. And that's what you really got to have this come from your motivation about what God's done for you and his grace. And then, right, it's in the last half of books, like Romans 12, 1 on, where it says, therefore, and then Ephesians 4 through 6, that the commands come, where it talks about be imitators of Christ in Ephesians or something. And that's what I say is, you know, first start with dwelling on what God's done for you and the gratitude and graciousness, because motivation is everything, especially for college students who really want authenticity. Uh, they don't want adults just giving them a bunch of rules or um, being hypocritical with them. They want um, it to come out of their hearts. Yeah, I think is vitally important. So I think that's the thing I start with is say, hey, we you want the right motivation, and then you can focus on okay, what does it mean to be an imitator of Christ? You know, and with my neighbor uh, or my roommate, and you know maybe that's one. You know, you can think of one or two things there, or with my spouse. You might my. my my wife and I were reading the book Cherish last night, which is a, it's a very good book, by the way. But, you know, just one of the questions was, you know, what can you, what is one or two things you can do with your spouse to make them feel cherished? I mean, that's when you can start with kind of the, then the practical. First, you got to be really motivated. Mm, yeah, I love that. Well, Perry, how can um, people connect with you and get a copy of this book? I know it's available in other places, but uh, do you have any um, direct connection where people can link to you or, or the book? Yeah, um, actually, I do have a, a, a website. Um, they could link to to that, uh, perryglanzer.com. They also uh, can uh, just contact Abilene Christian University Press, is uh, who uh, sells the book. Of course, it's on Amazon as well, Barnes and Noble, those places. Um, also, too, I mean, I'm happy for people to, to write me uh, with more information. My email is perry underscore glanzer at baylor.edu. Glanzer is G L A N Z E R. <laughs> And I'll have links underneath. So I have, my last name is Debrick. So I always have to preface that I will have people's links underneath. Yeah. Um, so they're not getting tripped up on, on, on the spelling of a wrong name, but we appreciate having you on Perry. I think your message is just one that is so needed right now. And I love that you put this out there for a resource for young adults. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to have me on your uh, podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Well, that's it for us today. If you want some additional encouragement and resources, please go to my website at amydebrick.com. I look forward to having you meet me back here next week so we can move ahead with your next steps, feeling more confident and hopeful. 
In the meantime, don't forget to live your life on purpose. Have a wonderful weekend and God bless.